Hi friend, do you want to experience more energy, vitality, and flow in your life? Well, be sure to go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and check out the supplement section. We have all of your favorites back in stock. Vegan Vitality and Vegan Powder Protein are two of the favorites that go very quickly. So if you're into protein and vitality, be sure to check those out. And now on with the show. Hello and welcome to the Find Your Flow radio show podcast. I am your host, Winston Wittis, and I am here today with a very special topic. Today's topic is nerve. That's right. My wife and I recently saw... Hello. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Volume was a little high on the car this morning. Rocking out on the way home last night. So, uh, for those of you new to the show, I do this podcast from my car a lot of times. So, if you hear me making weird car noises, it's actually probably really is my car. Alright, um, Nerve. We watched the movie Nerve over the weekend. If you have not seen trailers for it or do not know what it's about, I'll give you a quick rundown. It is this group... Well, it's these teenager, young adult kids who, there's this game, an online video game, or not a video game, an online game, and it's like dare, right? Like, I dare you to do this, and if you take the dare, you can win money. And as you accept more dares, you can earn more money, and the dares get crazier and crazier, and there are watchers. So there's players, the people who are taking the dares, and then there are watchers, the people who are using their video phones, their smartphones, to videotape the person doing the dare, the players. And so they are called the watchers, and it costs money. It's like, you know, 1995 to watch the players for 24 hours. So that's how they fund the dares, the money for the dares. So it's pretty cool. So, um, and then a big part of it is you have to, whoever can have the most watchers. So you want to do cool dares because then you have more people watching you, you have more followers, and that's how you can win the grand prize at the end of the, the big game. So, um, so it's, first of all, it's very cool the way it's done because first of all, it's very believable. If it's, if that sort of thing isn't already happening, I would be surprised. And they make it a little extra crazy with, you know, it all being part of the dark web and this and that. And um, and getting that part of it, making it so it's kind of like unstoppable. You know, it can't, you can't just, it's not like a Facebook or Twitter where you, you can, where it's governed by all these laws and Really? Okay. Um, nice blinker, friend. So, um, sorry. Yeah, while I'm on that topic, quick uh, public service announcement. Use your blinker when you can. It's a nice thing to do. Let's people know when they can turn. And if you right turn blinker, then you should probably turn right, not like go straight or left as this person just did. Because that's very confusing for other motorists. We all do it sometimes. I know I'm not perfect by any means. So if you see me on the road driving and I don't use my blinker properly, don't be like, when's the year total hypocrite? Because I usually use it properly. Anyway, that's social flow for you. Um, so it, this game, it's very believable. At least I think it's very believable. And the dares get 
you know, they start off relatively harmless. Like, oh, kiss a stranger in the next five minutes and you could win a hundred bucks. And so this girl does it and, um, and it turns out she ends up kissing this other player because the other player had been dared to go sit in this bar where she was with this certain book that they knew she would recognize. I don't want to give away too much of it, but I just want you to get a sense of of how it was kind of the premise here. Very cool. And then, it, you know, as it goes on, it gets the dares get more and more risky and more and more crazy and and they win more and more money, but then they also kind of get deeper and deeper into the game. And it turns out, oh, yeah, I can't, so I guess that's probably where I should stop. So it's really cool, really cool. We thought it was, both of us really liked it. And it was really intense, you know, because these dares are getting intense. And you're like, oh my gosh, are they going to do it? And, oh, you know, I think it's um, common to kind of put yourself in their shoes. Like, what would, would I have done that dare? And I probably probably would not have done any of those dares. But what is the point? The point of all of this is this idea of, so as it gets going even further, it gets more and more dangerous, physically dangerous for these people. And yet they have different reasons that they do it. The one girl, it's because she feels threatened because she's losing she's losing her status as this super risky girl who, you know, is, she's got all these watchers. She's in like the top 10 and, but she's underneath. She's very, what's the word? Um, insecure. She's insecure about herself and about, she's got low self-esteem, I guess is basically what it boils down to. She's insecure. And so she does this for the attention. It makes her feel good. It gives her a sense of identity and now her friend, who used to be kind of like the wallflower, always the watcher, never the player kind of thing, stepped up and started playing the game. And she's doing really well. Now she's got more watchers or like coming up on as many watchers as the, the first girl, right? And so, um, so you can see kind of where it starts going. And as the dares get more and more crazy, it kind of gets darker, you know, because there's this, I don't want to say a tendency, but, but almost it seems with our fascination as people in, and not, I mean, it's kind of, it's a general thing, but it's also kind of, um, It's an interesting, it's like he, in the movie, they're bringing up, I think, the question of how far would people push it? How far would the society or people who, if people are anonymous and they're able to kind of give, um, you, you know, make these decisions or have this impact on these people, but they don't have to show their face. They don't have to show their identity. They can do it from behind a curtain. What would, how far would they push it? that person, knowing that that person could get seriously hurt or even die. And I think that's an interesting question because in society, we all have these faces that we wear, these masks, so to speak, of the, per the person that we present to other people. And that's not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing, it just is. It's part of living in a society and living in a place where we're, we're social creatures by nature, and that doesn't mean we're all like outgoing and want to socialize. That's not what I'm saying, but 
as far as like most of us live around other people. And in order to do that successfully, you have to be able to get along with other people to a certain extent. And, but that's not always the, the public persona that we put on is not necessarily way out of line with our inner persona or the, you know, at home type persona, but there's usually some kind of difference when we're around people we know really well, our family or friends or spouses and whatnot, we're slightly different, you know, or we behave in slightly different ways than we do when we're out at work, for example, or out, you know, at school. So I think it's interesting to put on display in a movie like this, where, what do people think and do when they're anonymous? And how far would they take it? And a lot of us have probably heard of stories on the news where some kid, you know, people in chat rooms are daring someone else in a chat room to do, you know, like one of the, it's like, I hate to bring it up. I don't even want to mention it, but it's just it, these, I think the movie is powerful in one sense because it echoes stories that we've heard online and whether those uh, or on the news about online and these forums and cyberbullying and kids trying to fit in, people trying to fit in and having this identity that they can create, that you can create online that isn't necessarily who you are in real life. There was this game that was really popular. I don't know if it still is, but it's called Second Life. And it was this virtual reality world, 3D virtual reality world. It's got to be still going on, I would assume. And people can create their own avatars, right? And they don't even have to be humans. They could be, from my understanding, like animals or toasters or any, you know, inanimate object that they want. And so that that's pretty interesting because... You know, some people I'm sure would probably create an avatar that looks pretty similar to how they are in this life. But then other people would, you know, I don't, nobody's really walking around being a toaster, but that's something that you could do in that, and some people would. So, what is the, what's the, the drive for that? What is, you know, it's nice to be anonymous sometimes. I do this podcast and it's a public thing. You know, anybody can just listen, download. And sometimes they talk about stuff that's pretty personal that I don't really share stuff. When I, Like if you met me in public, I wouldn't be like volunteering any of this information. <laughs> so if you, if you only know me or listen to the podcast, know me through this podcast, and then you met me in real life, it would not be... Unless we were like in a more intimate setting or whatever, where it's quiet and whatnot, I, we wouldn't be having a conversation about this most likely, these kind of things that I talk about on the podcast. Because the reason I talk on the podcast is because I know only people who really are interested in the same kind of things that I'm interested in are going to even bother to listen, right? So it's kind of like people can weed themselves out. If they're not into metaphysics and philosophy and flow and connections and uh, spirituality and all this kind of stuff, then they're not going to listen. So I don't have to argue or try to convince anybody that my point of view is right because it just is. It's just my point of view. And sometimes I don't even believe it or I don't like hang on to it for long. You know, I don't, my beliefs change as my information changes. So I'm fluid with my, <laughs> with my own things. I haven't listened to any of my old podcasts in a while, but 
if I would assume there's things that maybe I have changed my mind on. But that's okay for me. Like, I don't hold myself to the standard of I have to always hold the same beliefs, right? Some people do. And that's okay. That's, that's okay for them. So, the point being, if we are in a society where people act one way when we're in public and around other people, but then in other ways when people aren't around, how much of a difference is there between the two? How aligned are the two? I had this dual life in a sense going on for many years where I was a nightclub DJ and a private a DJ for private events where I got to do really, really cool, fun events. You know, for the most part, I think it's like the average uh, male dream, straight male dream, I should say, of uh, getting to be around these beautiful women, beautiful models. I got paid to do that, to play music, to rock dance floors, to, you know, free drinks, really cool places. And that was really exciting. And although, so it's not like I was doing it or do this podcast, I think this was the point I was trying to get across, um, before the fame, you know, like, oh, I want to be famous. I want everybody to know who I am because that doesn't really interest me. In all honesty, I prefer to remain behind the scenes. That's kind of more, you know, I like to be more of the observer in most cases and just kind of, you know, paying attention and looking around. But in order to get some of the things done that I want to do and, say the things I want to be able to say and have the kind of impact on the world that I want to have, at some point I, I kind of have to step out and say things and do a radio, a podcast show like this and release my books and promote my books, be actively out there promoting these shows and this information, the website, findyourflow.com and the social media sites and promoting these things that for better or for worse, I've posted my face on all this stuff. And sometimes I wonder, well, why the heck did I do that? And then other times I remember, oh, yeah, because that's what's going to help leverage me to be a speaker that can, you know, speak in front of more and more people and have a bigger and bigger impact. So in a sense, I am my own brand. But that's not me all the time. You know, I don't want to be on stage all the time. I don't want to always be this guy that's got to be the find your flow guy, although that is my life in a, in a way. That's the life I've built, the lifestyle. So this balance of, like, the public persona – versus the private persona and then when I was really doing a lot of these club type events and these events for the PB Millionaire, PB Reality Show and all that and you know getting having cool pictures of me hanging out with these beautiful women not dressed in full clothing and whatnot but my day job being a music teacher working with young women educating them being a positive role model to them working with people's kids I couldn't or didn't feel right and wouldn't be very smart in most cases to be promoting the stuff I was doing at these night gigs. So there's this kind of duality, right, of, okay, well, on the during the week, I'm a music teacher, I'm responsible, I'm teaching kids music, which was very rewarding and powerful and something I really enjoyed doing. And then when I would go actually be a musician myself and go play music or DJ, I, um, like in many respects, I was doing exactly what I wanted to do. I was. I was living my dream of what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a professional musician slash DJ, 
performing for, <laughs> you know, people, getting people dancing, having fun, partying, and teach kids music. So I was doing both. But the way I was doing it wasn't perfectly aligned, and I always struggled with that. It was always like, why, you know, yeah, I could play lamer gigs, and I, I there was, you know, there was plenty of gigs that were not lame, that's a poor choice of words, but gigs that are, you know, I played lots of corporate events. Okay, well, that's very professional and fun and good, clean fun, I guess, for the most part. And then weddings, also good, clean fun for the most part. So, and I could promote those. So, it wasn't the whole thing that I wasn't promoting, but certain elements of it, I guess. But that was also kind of more the part I wanted to be more into was be able to do the kind of music that I wanted to do and play at these kind of events that were a little more party atmosphere type events. So anyway, that's what it was for me. So do you have, enough about me, gosh darn, do you have anything in your life where you are hiding not hiding necessarily but where you have to yeah maybe hide I guess parts of yourself or parts of your belief system that you just know or you believe at this point in time wouldn't necessarily be right to share with the world or with the people around you are there things that you wish you could align but for whatever reason you got to keep them separate and you know, are there things that are just forever going to remain separate from your private world and your public world? And that's okay too, right? But what are the things are private that you know you need to or you feel compelled to or called to share with other people? And if there are those kind of pieces of yourself, how and when is the best time to actually do that, to take action? Are you already doing that? Are you sharing that gift with the world in some capacity? Is there a way to amplify that and do it more, to expand it? Because a lot of us probably do have stories that if we share them with other people could have a positive impact on other people. We could be a positive influence. And it doesn't have to be like a global phenomenon kind of thing, but even within our own community, even with our own relationships. Just the people around you. I think one of the most powerful things I want to end with as we wrap it up here today is the power that you have to influence people around you, whether you're aware of it or not. Just by you doing different things, not even saying anything necessarily to someone else, but just carrying yourself differently because you have a new belief about something, about yourself, or you feel more confident, or you feel more in tune. And the way you carry yourself then changes. And it can be very slight. And just that very slight change changes the whole way you interact with other people. The way you talk with them. People pick up on it subconsciously. And then they kind of go about their day a little different. And it sets off this butterfly effect, if you will, of change. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. And it... And it's something that each of us are already doing to some degree, whether we're aware of it or not. So with that said, what would be the thing that you would bring out into the world and how would you do it if you're not already? And if you are already, how are you able, would you be able to expand it? I'll give you one last quick example for how I'm starting to expand it. I, over the weekend, 
Um, you know, so I've, there's a lot of things I want to say, a lot of things that I've withheld for a long time because I'm scared, to be perfectly honest. Like, I've, I've tried to express certain feelings or things or thoughts or beliefs in the past when I was younger, and it was not met with super um, understanding <laughs> or support because it was kind of far out there. And now it's pretty much, it's a lot more widely accepted, I think, but it's still not the, the uh, new paradigm so to speak. It's not the, the new, the shift has not happened in mass. Okay. So, but I feel a lot more confident sharing these kind of things because there's been people come before me who have said the same kind of things or similar things. And it's, it's, they've kind of paved the way, right? So, but the depth and the experience that I want to bring to people is still very much in the works, the process, the tools, the media, the, the actual live experience that I'm working on to be able to give people is still in the works. It's still in the process. So for me, I know that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm working on. That's the kind of stuff behind the scenes. And uh, when we were in, we went to the Unity Center over the weekend and um, she was talking about she all these quotes, uh, Reverend Wendy was talking about all these quotes of people who have said, hey, if you stand by and don't say anything, you're just as guilty what's kind of the essence and um you know you gotta speak up to protect the people around you kind of thing and so i was like okay you know i feel more and more like i'm ready to say more and more stuff and do more and more things and so for me with the podcast for example i haven't actually promoted the podcast in months i haven't done anything to actively put it out there other than like share it on you know my facebook page or something here or there kind of thing but I actually started promoting it over the weekend. I posted it out on Craigslist, started reaching out to people who might be interested in checking it out. And what you know, I saw the numbers go up. The ratings went up a bit. So it, I'm putting myself more out there. I'm feeling more like I want to share my message. And so for you, I would like to encourage you to do the same. Whatever your message is, whatever you feel like you have to say to the world, if you feel like you have to say to the world, or even just the people around you, or just you can take some or even to yourself maybe it's just a message you know you need to start living for yourself do it now now's the time most likely i don't know maybe you say hey not really winston it's not quite ready yet that's okay you know when it's right but i want to if you need that if you're looking for that nudge you're looking for that person to say hey maybe it is now i'm saying that to you right now this is it go for it do it until next time friend be flowing
Hey, thanks for listening, friend. By the way, do you like essential oils? Me too. Did you know you can go to findyourflow.com forward slash shop and pick up some essential oils? Yeah, get them while they're going. And until next time, friend, be flowing.